Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. This is going to be part four. Hopefully I'm done with it on this because I'm tired of talking about this shit. But one of the things I wanted to start this episode off with is saying this. I am a survivor. And I have to say this every episode. I'm a survivor of rape. And who as a child reported it to the police and the police didn't do anything. Like I said before, I understand now. Because they didn't give a damn about little black girls. But at the end of the day, what I, I'm not going to victimize a victim. And I believe that Hef did a lot of this shit. But at the end of the day, a lot of y'all stayed 10 years plus, And y'all watched things happen and y'all didn't do anything about it. And I'm going to prove it in this episode. One of the things I want to start off with is... um. When you watch the documentary, they love to show Bill Cosby's face, Jim Brown's face, and all throughout this this documentary, they talk about Bill Cosby and and Jim Brown. Well, they talk about Bill Cosby more than Jim Brown. In one episode, they talked about Jim Brown, and they didn't have nice things to say about him at all. And the thing is, you didn't have Jim Brown on there to defend what they were saying about him. You did not interview him. You know how usually they say, oh, we reached out to them and they did. You didn't even put that up. So I feel like that's a defamation lawsuit, Mr. Jim Brown, wherever you are, because they didn't have a lot of nice things to say about you in this documentary. Go to episode eight and nine. It's either episode seven, eight or nine. They didn't have a lot of things um, to say about you. Defamation lawsuit. They accused you of a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff, beating women, turning women over by their legs and shaking them. So, Mr. Jim Brown, I think that your team needs to look into what these ladies are saying about you. Because they accused you of a lot of stuff. But since we want to talk about black folks, right? Pat Sajak was there. Vanna White was there. um, Regis Philbin. Warren Beatty. Jack Nicholson. Dick Van Patten. Robin Williams, Chevy Chase, Arnold Schwarzenegger, James Kahn, Tony Curtis, Polanski, Roman Polanski was there and had been accused of um, rape, had been charged with rape and found guilty. He still ain't in jail because I think he left the United States. John Hudson, who was a director in film. Um, Patrick Curtis, who played in Gone with the Wind who was an actor and producer, Peter Lawford. Like, y'all don't talk about them, but like I told you, I was watching the documentary, and every famous person I saw, Lucille Ball was there. I'ma tell y'all, I wrote it down, because y'all focused a lot on the black men in here, but y'all didn't say nothing about here. Hell, they talked about how Tony Curtis was an asshole, and how he was there almost every day having sex with the women, and when he found out that Hef had film on him, which let me talk about that again. Hef admitted on national TV that he had cameras and microphones all over his house. So let's not sit up here and pretend that y'all didn't know y'all was being taped. I I would think that a man like Hugh Hefner would have videos and cameras in his house. 
Now, do I think that voyeurism is okay? Hell no. I think it's an invasion of privacy, but we all being watched every day. That's the topic for another, another day. But at the end of the day, that's that man's house. And you have to be an idiot to not know that when you walk on this property and um, in his home, that you're not being filmed and taped. But see, that's what this documentary was about. It's funny, I was sitting watching with my husband and I said, this documentary ain't about justice. This documentary is about these pe- these women want this, these tapes that Hugh Hefner had because it's something on these tapes that they don't want nobody to know. It's not about standing up for the rights of women and protecting women. It's about they want something out of it. And I'm approved what I'm saying. Now, I can have my husband on here. And as soon as I said it, the next segment, the truth came out. So, let's talk about this. Um, What episode are we on? So, we're talking about the, the Playboy lie. Um... And that's episode seven is talking about the Playboy lie. Um, Rebecca Armstrong in 1986, she was a centerfold. Um, she also ended up, she also be was, I believe her too. So it's Rebecca Armstrong, Mickey Garcia, and Jackie Nett. I believe those three women, but she was assaulted by somebody. She ended up getting AIDS. Um, but she says that, you know, she um thought playboy was respectable and she wanted to be in playboy to get the money for college um donna sphere um she had sexual trauma when she was young she was a kid she needed money for bills and wanted to show um that's when they wanted to show pubic hair and she was saying how she uh, wanted to earn she had earned she's an asian girl she had earned fifteen thousand dollars and they paid you an increment so if you were a centerfold or a playmate you got paid fifteen thousand dollars and you had um a contract and so your picture or your video and you never got paid all the money up front they would wait um, they would play you in three intervals, $5,000 here, 500 here. And they were saying that was basically living be- be- uh, below po- poverty level. So they talk about that. Um, she was talking about, Donna Sphere was talking about how she got heavily on drugs and she lost all her teeth. She was saying, yeah, you have to be heavy on drugs to lose all your teeth. So a lot of these girls played into this Hollywood myth of being on drugs and in this whole thing like i told you babylon is falling hollywood is awful it's awful um they talk about a predator ball in episode eight um and this is where melody myers found Paige young um killed she killed herself and on the wall she had all this stuff up now this is the episode where they talk about jim brown i knew it i wrote it in my notes episode eight mr jim brown if anybody is listening Y'all need to, and you know Jim Brown, you need to let him know that he needs to watch episode eight because they didn't have a lot of nice things to say about Mr. Jim Brown. They also didn't reach out to him to get his side of the story because usually when they did do reach out to you because they did it several times with other people um, and say, oh, we reached out to them and they declined to comment or their lawyer said such and such and such. Um, 
but they didn't have nice things to say about you. Um, and like I said, the visual of like the when you when they go to the intro and things like that, they show Bill Cosby a lot, Sammy Davis Jr. Um, but y'all don't show the other predators that was there, allegedly. Um, so this girl, Paige Young, she killed herself, and on this wall she had this collage. And one of the things she had on the wall was Hugh Hefner is the devil. So this girl named Okay, so Steven Fettenbaum um, was a butler, and he wanted to be accepted in Hollywood. Uh, he was saying that Hef wanted to be accepted in Hollywood so bad. Hef um, had directed this movie, and it was awful, and he just wanted to be a part of Hollywood. Okay, well, of course he did, because that's why he brought Playboy from Chicago to Hollywood, because he wanted to be a part of that environment. Duh, we didn't need a rocket science to figure that out. Um... So somebody who worked for Hef, her name was Mary O'Connor, and they just saying that she was a pimp, she was evil, um, and tell and told them like for movie night when they would have the VIPs and they would have the famous people there, that they would call the playmates who lived in the mansion because they had dorms in the mansion. Um, they would have them come and they would have to network with these famous people. What's weird to me is that that's kind of like pimping that that is pimping but y'all said mary o'connor who was a white woman and this is and what i noticed is that all these women who are sitting in this documentary who claim to say that they wanted these positions for power and fame and they wanted to be powerful women y'all threw these women under the bus so I'm not going to say Hef is the problem, but I told y'all, if you're offended by this, you're going to be offended. But I've said over and over again, y'all always want to talk about the white man, the white man, the white man. But y'all never talk about how evil white women are. Y'all never talk about that. Um, It was a female photographer who was built, I mean, who was um Hugh Hefner's friends for years. No, 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 no. It was a... That, I'm sorry, let me correct that. It was a female photographer, and she was from Britain. And I was watching her mannerisms, because you got to watch people's mannerism when they talk. You got to watch how they breathe. You have to watch their eyes. You have to watch their mannerisms. And she said that she didn't know who Bill Cosby was, but he stuck his hand down her britches. And we don't do that in England. Use a motherfucking lie. you do do it in England y'all are known for the brutality in slavery so what you're not gonna do Missy Pooh is sit up in this documentary and act like I'm from Breton and this is not how we conduct ourselves y'all do conduct yourself allegedly y'all are savages or motherfuckers so that's not what we not gonna do history shows it shows it fucking bitch he stuck his hand down my knickers. And we don't do that in Britain, England. Use a whole lie. And history is written to prove it. Um, didn't your prince just get demoted because he was hooked up with Jeffrey Epstein putting his hands down females' knickers? See, the truth is in plain. You can always call them on their own shit. Um, everybody knew about the grotto. Um, they talked about, um, a lot of these violations happened in the grotto. 
as a kid growing up in Cali, growing up in LA, everybody knew about the Playboy Mansion and what was done in the grotto. I knew that as a young kid, like a, a teenager growing up hearing all the stories, like everybody knew the grotto was a sex haven. And I ain't never been to Playboy, don't know nobody affiliated with Playboy. So let's not act like we didn't know what the grotto was. I'm pretty sure people in New York, Chicago, Louisiana, England, where they don't pitch their hands down the knickers, lying ass, knew what the fucking grotto was. Um, and Sandra says the girl didn't, girl, everybody knew what the fucking grotto was, even people who ain't never been there. So Playboy, one of the ladies said that growing up and seeing Playboy, it set the standard of beauty. That's a whole nother lie. I mean, they did set the standard of beauty, but that's not the standard of beauty. And my problem with this, if I'm not mistaken, because again, I'm not a feminist, you feminist women talking about we can do what men can do and we're better than men and we're smarter than men but then you turn around and act like oh, i didn't know i didn't understand i was so naive and i did which one is it either you a strong woman and you can do what men do and you know or either you didn't know but you can't have it both ways you can't and another thing you'll notice that when you watch this a lot of these girls, if not all of them, said that when they went to Playboy, their parents went with them and signed the contracts with them. So let's not sit up here and act like the Playboy conglomerate put a gun to y'all head and made y'all do it. Now, did they have some shoddy contracts? Yeah, because they talk about how you never got your contract. And like right before you took the picture, they shoved a contract in your face and told you, we can't do this unless you sign the contract. And Hugh Hefner had all the rights to the pictures. Of course, he had all the rights to the pictures. It was his business. I'm not saying that that's good business. Look at the record industry. Look at how many times are you going to hear people in the music industry complain about their contracts. You've been hearing this for years. I've been hearing it since the 70s about how the music industry is fucked up in the 360 or the 380, whatever the contracts are, how they fucked up. But y'all still going out there to the music in industry, signing these motherfucking contracts before you read them. Now, back then, you signed contracts and you was naive. <laughs> you did. I'll give them that. You did sign contracts not knowing. You just you just wanted to win. You just wanted to make a living. I'll give them that. But nowadays, no, nah, you're not going to get away with that shit. Um, so, evidently, the director, who John Hudson, must have filmed Paige having sex. This is what they're saying. And this, whatever was going on in this video is what made Paige kill herself. But the weird thing is, Paige killed herself. She had all this stuff on the wall about health is the devil and all this. But yet and still, the cops didn't do anything to investigate her murder. So an article comes out in 2017 and this girl, um, this one reporter decides to investigate it. Um... One of the things that they say a lot in here is the orgies that Hef was having in his room. He was more of a voyeur, but he didn't participate in them. Some he did, but most he didn't. So again, what are we talking about here? Um, said Tony Curtis was upset and wanted his films and the lawyer came after Hef 
so he can get um, his film. And Hef and Mary O'Connor is the only two people who had access to these tapes. Um, Jim Ellis, who was a security from 1980 to 81, claims that he knew what Dr. Cosby did and he wasn't surprised and he saw him do it. Okay. First of all, dum-dums, it's already been proven of Dr. Cosby's innocence. Let's talk about that. Go to YouTube and look at the Supreme Court decisions. Go to look up the transcripts of the court so y'all can stop lying about what he was convicted about. Stop listening to the mainstream media and go get the real information. Second of all, you dummies, that's defamation. So I hope Dr. Cosby sues your ass because you sat on this documentary and said you saw it, you knew he did it, and I hope he sues your ass for defamation of character. Jim Ellis. Um, the basically the journalist, um, who said, "Yeah, I was called ugly, and I was told that to my face." Basically, she was trying to pin the murder of this girl, and this is what this episode was about. I was watching this shit, and I said, "No, they not trying to pin a murder on Dr. Cosby." But at the end of this particular segment, they was like, "Oh, it's no proof and evidence of that." But all through episode eight, that's what they're insinuating. Dr. Cosby, there's a defamation lawsuit right there. I got the notes if you want them. Um, PJ Master says she heard about Cosby from the 70s all the way to 2008. But then you admit that you was friends with him for six years before he raped you. Okay. You, Donna Spears says she had a relationship with Cosby. She says she was a minor, but you were still choosing to be in a relationship with Bill Cosby for a year. Then all of a sudden, now you a victim, but you chose to be with him for a year. Um, they said, like I said, there was no direct correlation or connection to Bill and Paige. I was all hearsay. PJ Masson says she knew Cosby from 72. She has a picture of with him and Co- with her and Cosby, she has cards where Cosby sent her flowers. This is what she's saying. They were friends for six years. She said he called her up. She called. She he called her up, wanted to go out to dinner. She says she was like, "Well, let's go upstairs and have a drink." She has a drink. She don't remember nothing. She remembers looking up and being in the bed naked. Now this is where I caught PJ Masson in a lot. You ready for it? Here we go. You have this picture with Dr. Cosby. You said you knew him in 1972. You were friends with him for six years. You also say he was raped by him. And you say, who could I tell? He was going to buy NBC. He was, he was, um, he was America's dad. In 1992, you said in 1979, you was raped. That's not when Bill Cosby was going to buy NBC. I looked it up. I did the research. See, this is why research is important. You said in 1979, he took advantage of you. He raped you. This is what you said, PJ Mastin. Bill Cosby didn't go um, try to buy NBC till 1992. So what do you mean? You said out your own words. He was going to buy NBC. 
He was, this is what you said. So it don't add up. And I've told y'all in previous episodes, these women were caught in lies. You can go to Nicole's Views. You can go to Harvey's channel, Your World, on YouTube. There's other places you can, I can't think of the other guy. And he, he breaks it down, um, um, by name, he calls them all out. I cannot think of his name. I hate that I cannot think of his name. I'll have to look uh, on my phone. He does great commentary about this. So, PJ Mastin, you allegedly are caught in an untruth. Because what you said don't add up with what happened. But that's your story and you sticking to it. But y'all knew about Polanski having underage girls. And none of you women, none of you who claimed that y'all were there to protect women. And I only stayed to protect women. But none of these women were ever protected. Sandra, you said in episode 9 how Hef had a key. And told you, oh, um, no, in episode 10. Because this is when they talk about the murder of Dorothy Stratton. Um, in episode 10, you talk about how Hef had a skeleton key and that key was to every dorm in the house. He said, this is my house. You think I wouldn't have access to every room and how you stood at the door and watch Hef walk into the room and rape a girl who was saying no, no, no. And you stood there at that door and watched him rape her and you did nothing. You said that, Sandra Theodore. You did. Also, the um butler, you said you saw Hugh Hefner rape, anally raping Dorothy Stratton. You said you saw it. And you said the security told you to keep your mouth shut and go into the butler pantry. And you did nothing. And you continued to work for Hugh Hefner. Now, do I believe he did it? Yeah, I believe he did it, allegedly. But the thing is, miss me with y'all coming on this damn documentary as white women talking about we wanted to help the girls and I wanted to be a mother to the girls and protect the girls. And not one of those women, not one, was protected. You stood, you sat there, Sandra Theodore, and allowed him to have a whore orgy in his bedroom. You say it in episode three, I think it was. And bring in dogs. Y'all had sex with dogs. This is on A&E, people. This documentary is on A&E. My husband is probably sick of it because I've been sitting in front of TV taking notes. And you did nothing. You sat there and watched him go into a girl's room and violate her, and you did nothing. But y'all wanted to protect women? See, that's why I tell y'all that Me Too movement and that Time's Up movement and all these motherfucking documentaries are not about protecting women at all. It is about monetary gain and money. And it pisses me off because there are true victims out here being violated and they will never get justice because you motherfuckers allegedly are lying. Um, episode eight is where they talk about Jim Brown. <coughs> PJ Masson says the, the, the men are 
um, predators. <coughs> Episode nine, they talk about shadow mansions because Hugh Hefner gets married for the third time. The woman he's with don't want all that going on at the mansion, so they created shadow mansions all around Hollywood. And this is where the reject girls would go, and these women would go, and they disguise them, Bernie Cornfield, um, disguise them as a modeling agency. And Charmaine, his, his, um, Charmaine St. John Silbert says that she didn't realize that this was disguised basically as a pedophile ring. No, you knew exactly what you was doing because you were a part of Playboy before you went into business with Bernie Cornfield. So miss me with that lie. Um, as a matter of fact, Marilyn Grabowski, um, a photographer for Playboy. Oh, I don't know if that's Marilyn. Oh, Marilyn Pro- Grabowski, it was a, it's a woman who has been um, best friends with Hef and was a photographer for Playboy from 1974 to 2001. Marilyn Grabowski set her up. She took her to, to Bernie Cornfield's mansion, the Shadow Mansion, right? She told her, "Do when you get ready to leave, do not leave me. Let me know you live leaving." She was sitting in the living room and watching Marilyn Grabowski. Now, Marilyn Grabowski has come out. They said they reached out to her and she said, none of this is true. So this is a legend. But she says, this is her story. The photographer says she sees Marilyn leaving out. So she gets up to go get her bag. And the the the, the, the Bernie Cornfield guy's like, oh, you leaving? I'll show you a quicker way. Drags her in the bedroom, tries to do whatever, release her. She goes to work the next day and says, you don't do that to women. You set me up. You see what I'm saying? I told y'all a story about Survivor, and I always say that my husband wants to see an all-female um, alliance. You'll never see it. Because women are dangerous. Not all, but white women are dangerous. Not all, but she said that another white woman set her up. Y'all said that all these women... All these women were running Playboy at some point. Y'all said that um, Hef never left the mansion. Never left the mansion. Y'all were running the Playboy mansion. So who victimized who? Who victimized who? Y'all were setting women up, trapping women, telling them to go to the Playboy mansion, standing indoors watching them get raped. Um, um, sending them to the shadow mansions, leaving them there, sneaking out the door so that they can get raped, giving them pills and giving them drugs. Sandra, you admitted to giving the girls drugs. You admitted it. So who are the predators here? 